0: We have a million other things that we could be talking about. We could be doing. it right now, I think that my duty is to other human beings. You don't gotta fuck with me. I fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? These people that buy my brand, they fucks with me. You think that I see you because if you're in such pain that you see, you you think that everybody sees how much in pain you are. Because I'm, I'm coming out a little bit stronger this year. Like, I'm guaranteeing everybody. There's people that are coming to me to help, to healing, they
1: don't that. They, they
0: literally they right here. All right, y'all. I am here. It's your girl, Dee Scott, and today is June eighteenth, two 2019, and we are in our final days before the primaries here locally in my city, and I want to talk about some things, some coontastic activity that's been going on because I see a lot of people as I'm driving and as I'm just out and about in the city, and it's crazy to me how I remember... Back in the day, and I didn't live here for quite some time, then moved back. And I remember back in the day, people would be so concerned when a specific judge was on the stand. And what's crazy is that, you know, your reputation precedes you a lot of times in this world, and especially in the legal field. And I remember I went to school with uh, Judge Violani, one of his children. He was always deemed as fair. He wasn't deemed as racist. He wasn't deemed as anything other than fair. You know, you knew that if you, you got him as a judge for whatever it was that you did, that he would at least take into consideration all the factors and rule fairly, not the case in other, in other people's situations. I remember people sitting there saying, damn, you know, I got Judge Restano and damn, I got Judge Restaino. I'm probably going to jail, I'm probably going to jail. And they did. Um, I'm speaking about the fact that this particular gentleman, and I have no personal issue against him. I think I've met him maybe once or twice, but the record speaks for itself. The fact speaks for itself, for themselves. When you guys are going and putting these signs on your lawn just because somebody maybe padded an envelope for you or told you that they would donate this to your church or told you that they would donate that to your business, you're also signing up for the fact that you think it's okay that, Many years ago, he actually believed they took his license, the Bar Association ruled against him, for incarcerating 40 people, not allowing them to get out, which 15 of them, I believe, could not make bail because the cell phone was going off in a courtroom. This is the type of emotional decision that someone who is in a seat of power should not be making. So, yes, I get the whole thing that the cell phone should have been shut off and whatnot. You don't incarcerate 40 people on domestic violence issues having not even heard the cases because you're upset that a cell phone went off, which later on we find out that he was saying that he was having issues with his wife and that's why he reacted that way and we're all human. I understand that. However, what I don't understand is why it seems to me that your record of incarcerating black people is extremely high and black people do not make up the majority of the city, nor do they make up the majority of the people that are committing crimes so if it 's an even kilter, why is it that black people are being incarcerated were incarcerated at a higher rate under his judgeship i 'm just i 'm not understanding that you know I love my city of Niagara Falls, and when we make news i 'm all i 'm all for it and unfortunately, one of the news articles that we made was uh, one from, what is this, the American Bar Association Journal, where it states that municipal judge Robert Restaino of Niagara Falls, New York, jailed 46 people in 2005 over a repeatedly ringing cell phone while he was hearing domestic violence cases. New York's top court ruled in 2008 that the incident required removal of the judge from his job. Restaino was running for mayor in Niagara Falls, the Buffalo News reported last month. Now, if you don't think that this is a problem, then I I think that we can agree to disagree. Um, We are all in in a racially tense place right now, especially having watched When They See Us, which is a movie by Ava DuVernay and Oprah Winfrey herself uh, resided over the film as well as a several-part Netflix uh, series. And, There are a lot of racial tensions that are, you know, running high right now because we just had one of our police officers uh, being brought into question for the uh, restraining, restraining of a minor, okay? And unfortunately, we don't have all the evidence to support whether or not that's true. But what I can tell you is this. These people are out here doing their jobs, and part of their job does not include, you know, incarcerating people, all of them, because a cell phone went off, okay? And... So if you feel, you know, you guys are always talking about how women are emotional and that the reason that women shouldn't become the president is because if we get on our period, we might make decisions that cause all these things. So we're looking at an emotional judge that had a bad day, which he's allowed to have that. But we're looking at an emotional response that caused 46 people to get arrested during a domestic violence case. Now, I don't know if you guys know that, When you're in a domestic violence case, okay, you have the victims in there. You have people that are concerned with their lives. And so because a phone was going off, it's not a good enough reason to incarcerate, 46 of them and then 16 of them didn't have bail to get out and had to sit in jail until they were able to, A, be heard, or until a higher judge was able to say, okay, this is enough, you have to get them out of there, okay? Okay. You guys are out here saying that you want to vote for this person. Has that person ever come to your church? Has that person ever been to a barbecue? Has that person said hello to your grandmother? Does that person patron, patronize any of the places on Highland Avenue for lunch, for dinner? If the, matter of fact, does that person even live in Niagara County legally? Do they? You guys are just out here just posting things, and you have no idea who you're, you're wanting to put into that seat. You guys are worried about budget issues. Do you think that a man that's coming from, you know, a place that you're not coming from, he doesn't come from the inner city, he doesn't live in the inner city, do you think he really gives a damn about what's going on with you and your black ass? But he'll give you a sign to post on your yard so you can show solidarity to someone that's going to make your taxes go through the fucking roof because he can. They have the money to pay it. You don't. Okay? You're talking about Seth Piccarillo Now, I kept quiet about this the entire time because I really don't do politics. Even though I'm kind of in politics, I don't do politics because everything for me is, is the, is, for me was the lesser of two evils. However, Seth Piccarillo, when I met him probably about five or six years ago, I said directly to Saladin, I said, he, he's going to run for mayor, and he needs to. You guys have no idea and probably have seen Seth a million times and didn't know that that's the person that's running for mayor right now. Okay. You probably had no idea. So I'm going to tell you who he is. And, and actually before we do that, I'm going to address the fact about the only thing that they could come up on this gentleman On The only thing today there's no scandal, no mismanaging of nothing. The only thing you guys came up with was a house that was on Memorial Parkway. Now I'm going to have to get digital with you and tell you exactly what happened that day in court because I was actually there in front of city council when all of this happened. There was a a company. There were two brothers, I believe. There was a company that came in from Buffalo that wanted to purchase that house for $7,500 on Memorial Parkway. I sat right there when the whole thing happened. They wanted to purchase the property, okay? They were getting up there. They were getting ready to get approved, and the whole Memorial Parkway militia of residents that have lived there for a long time in some of the bigger, beautiful homes got up and stated that it states that in the RFP or RFO program where you were allowed to write um, a letter as to why and, and state information as to why you were going to renovate a house and how you were going to renovate a house, Um and buy it from the city at a lower at a lower cost to get that off the tax, the tax roll. So the residents of Memorial Parkway stood up with this young lady and her husband, so we thought, and stated that because she was going to live in it as an owner-occupied, not as a leased bargain, not as a, a contingency plan, but live in it, that she should take precedence, which is what the paperwork said, she should take precedence, because of the fact that she's going to live in it herself as opposed to an investor coming in buying not just that building on Memorial Parkway, but another building. So these investors came from Buffalo and were going to spend $7,500. I don't know if it was a piece or if it was on each building, but they would, but they would have gave 7500 cash, took two properties off the bankroll. Seth was for those two people. This girl came out of nowhere, okay, and she sat there, and you can, this is all a matter of public record. You can go pull it like you pull everything else. Seth was the person that said he did not actually want to sell her the house. He would rather kill two birds with, with, with one stone and sell the properties to the investor from Buffalo. Two, Memorial Parkway residents said they did not want that because they did then, in their mind, they couldn't control what kind of tenants were going to live there, and who was going to buy it or were they going to rent it. Things that are none of their fucking business because they own their house and they should be worried about their house. But they're more concerned with property value and who's coming into the neighborhood. That sounds like segregation to me, okay? It sounds like segregation to me. It sounds like you're trying to control who's coming into the neighborhood. So now guess what happens? The young lady, I guess her and her husband or boyfriend, broke up. Now let me also state something. So now Seth went against this woman. This woman fought Seth tooth and nail to the point where he said, okay, we'll sell her the house. So now we're losing because she only paid $1,000 cash for the house. Now you're losing 6500 and now there's two houses that are still on the, the, you know, the tax bankroll. There's another house still on there. Within months, they get in there, and this house is beautiful, okay? I wouldn't want to buy the house because I would know personally just looking at it because of all the, you know, the, the art deco pieces and things like that in the house, there's a certain level that, of money that's going to need be, to be, you know, to restore this property. Minimum, I would give it minimum, 60000 70000 This young lady didn't have it. And the city offers a grant. The city offers all these things. And sometimes you can't qualify because you make too much money. We, are, we call the working poor. So she ends up giving up the house or doing whatever she was going to do to the house. Now, what I can emphatically tell you is that Seth has nothing to do with whatever sale that that young lady made to someone else because he didn't want her in the house in the first place. His job was to make sure that these houses get off the tax bankroll. And what ends up happening is <clears throat> is people get into these houses, they don't stay in them, so he has to write contingencies, which state that you have to live in Niagara Falls for five years or you have to do this or you have to do that. And so, unfortunately, he's, um, he's in a place where they're accusing him of being in cahoots with her, and I sat there in city council chambers that day, and he didn't even want her to have the house in the first place. Those other developers would have had that house done, rent it out, or whatever needed to be done. So let's let's take that off the table. Other than that, you guys don't have anything to talk about, Seth. About, you don't. Oh, they let these houses sit there. No, what ends up happening is is that people think that they can go buy a house for eight dollars. Okay and that it's going to be easy, I'm just going to throw this in, I'm just going to throw that in. It. No, Niagara Falls has a beautiful history and culture of homes that started way back in the 1800s. You're not just going to come in there with $20,000 and fix up a lot of these homes. But are they worth it? Absolutely. Now, let's talk about what Seth Piccarillo has done for the city of Niagara Falls, and you guys probably don't have any idea. So he did the Summer in Your City series. He did the Niagara Falls Zombie Fight Project. He did the Niagara Falls Home Ownership Auction, which is part of what this young lady was a part of, and now she's accusing people of, well, it's the citizens on Memorial Parkway that are accusing citizens, her of being in cahoots. Um, Participatory participatory Budgeting 360, the citywide uh, playground improvements. Let's talk about this. Your kids, 90% of your kids when you're taking pictures of them are on parks that Seth had sanctioned to get done. So Gluck Park Improvements, June 2018, Gerald Park Improvements, June 2018, High Park Youth Baseball Diamond Upgrades, July 2018, 70th Street Park Improvements, August 2017, the Walnut Avenue Homes, May 2017, High Park Playground, October 2016, Niagara Falls Skate Park, where my son just busted his tooth in half the other day, October 2016. D'Amelio, which is actually Center Court Park Improvements, 2015. Gill Creek Park Improvements, they've been ongoing since 2014. Niagara Falls Family Movie Night, Niagara Falls Small Business Cash Mobs, Jingle Falls USA Organizing Committee Member, NF, which you can follow that hashtag on Instagram, Live. F. he's the co-founder of that. Niagara Falls Pints for Progress co-founder. And the Niagara Falls City Loft, October 2017, which is an old abandoned school that they were trying to tear down, okay, and Seth turned it into moderate income housing. So I'm just very curious, and, and let's just keep it G, these are all places that are mostly in the hood that are mostly in working-class neighborhoods. And I'm just very curious as to what your sign on your lawn, the person that's on the sign on your lawn, has to do with any of that, nothing. And so if he wasn't trying to contribute to the city before, my people, what is it that you think he's going to do now? What has he promised you that he was going to do? Because I haven't heard him do anything but slander other people. And to me, that's not a campaign. You guys have to stop being sheep and start doing the work. Just because somebody didn't do 100% of what, he, what, what you thought he should be doing, he did 100% more than what the other candidates are trying to do. You don't get to just throw your hat in the ring because your father was a judge or because your father was a lawyer. No, you actually have to do the work. You guys sit up here and you complain so much about Dicester, but you are the exact people that kept reelecting him. I stood by Mayor Dyster the day that he raised the the, the rainbow flag to let people know that in New York State, we were one of the first states that allowed same-sex marriage. And he was proud about that. He was happy about that. So I don't have anything bad to say about any of the candidates. What I do have to say is the truth. This isn't a slander campaign. If you have to use slander and things that are not true and really all you have against this man is, is that he didn't uh, sell a house to a, a particular lady and this lady has now made it seem, he didn't even want her to have the house. And I know I'm not sure that he would want me to tell you that, but he didn't even want her to have the house. He wanted the developers to have the house. You guys get so upset about things that you can't even afford to do, okay? Okay. A lot of our homes here, let's talk about the house on Chilton, that he had developers come in, and they did the job. So his programs work. Him rebuilding up the city, it works. It may not be in the time that you want it to be, but it works. So as far as budgeting and all these other things are going, everything that he's doing, it works. Now that we're done with the political part of the conversation for Tell the Truth Tuesday, I would like to talk about my week now because it has been an extremely trying week so last weekend you guys know that we um, last week you know that my girlfriend and I went up to the cannabis cup in Michigan even though I don't smoke um, because New York is on the heels of trying to have legalization at least for uh, medicinal and then recreational you know we can work on that well December, Detroit, or not Detroit, in December, uh, Michigan, the state of Michigan legalized recreational as well as medicinal. Medicinal was already there, so you don't need a medical card to go to the uh, cannabis uh, cup that's going to be in Detroit, Michigan in August. And it was wonderful to see people making money, doing things that have to do with herbs. <laughs> you know, everything was holistic, and it was just nice to see that. So for me, and they didn't even sell alcohol in there or anything, so I had to be in there completely, you know, regular. But it was good to see that Michigan has a similar, especially Detroit, has a similar uh, financial issues and poverty issues like we do here in Niagara Falls and in western New York. So it's going to be interesting to see what that surge of money from that, from selling cannabis and from cannabis being legal, is going to do for the state of New York, which we are not, as destitute as Michigan. If you guys don't remember, Detroit had to declare bankruptcy at one point. We are not there. However, so that happened. We had a great time, came right back. It was just, a you know, a little quick four- or five-hour drive. Um, we've had some some, you know, when I got back, I just went into a place where I was in solitude for like a week, you know. And, you know, my son had an accident, he busted his teeth out, you know, and then you're dealing with stuff because you have, you know, a teenager, and it's just like everything just starts hitting you at once, and then you start realizing that this is what we work for. We work for our children. We work to be able to give them a better life, and we work to be able to give them a better place to live and start building those legacies. And so I had to really sit down and think long and hard about that, my future in this city if I'm going to stay in this city, you know what I mean? And if I do stay here, what are going to be the things that I'm going to do to try to make the city better? Um, And so in in sitting down and and thinking about that, just a lot of things came across my mind. So a lot of times when you guys see me posting on my Instagram, at miss.d.scott, trust me, that's not even a snapshot. 99% of what I post is only 1% of my life, and that is actual and factual. Um, a lot of us, especially with summer coming, are trying to find activities and things to do. You're always saying that there's nothing to do in the city, and I find that to not be true. They have entire web pages. If you guys go on the Live NF uh, web page, they have all these activities and they're free. Most of them are free. The Pints for Progress, I think it's like 5 or $10 to get in. They have all these. Um, different, like at Christmas time, they had where the old Niagara Gazette building is here. They opened it up, and then they had a bunch of vendors in there. I actually will be in there this year, you know, cross our fingers, um, with 716CDD. You guys can go on that website, 716 cbdcom And everything that they're trying to do with this city is now happening. You know, when I came back here almost 10 years ago, I was like, and I specifically said this, I said within 10 years, this city is going to be a great border city. When you go to a lot of the border towns, because we forget that Canada is right there. You know, when you go to a lot of the border towns, you know, they're doing things along their borders because they're trying to make it appealing because visitors don't have to stay in Niagara Falls, USA. They could go across the bridge to Canada, which sometimes it's a lot cheaper, especially in the summer, and with our exchange rate being 25 to 33% most time. What I'm trying to make people understand is that if you, if you get off the the Robert Moses and you get right there at 7th Street, That building, my cousin used to live there back in the day, so it's wonderful to see that the city is taking advantage of that and selling to investors that are able to come in and spend the money, knowing that a lot of our buildings are old and have that history. My prediction is that downtown Niagara Falls is going to be popping like it used to be back in the day when the Pleasure Dome was open, when we used to have a pizza hut right there, when we had a Niagara Splash Park right there. You guys can't say that Geister didn't do a damn thing, because there's things that are moving forward. You guys cannot say that Seth didn't do what he was supposed to do at that one house on Memorial Parkway when he has sold, like, probably at least 100 other houses to make sure things were happening. The zombie project is also something that Seth gave to Citizens Bank. Citizens Bank didn't do what they were supposed to do. That didn't have anything to do with Seth, okay, We are in a place where we're trying to make our city better. We're all trying to make property values go up. We're all trying to make sure. But then guess what happens when we say that you guys have to get your houses reassessed out in Cayuga Island? You guys come down to the city council meetings and say you don't want to do that because we all know that if you get your house reassessed and it's now worth 200000 and you bought it at 60000 and you've done the remodeling and everything else, your taxes are going to go up to the $200,000 mark. You guys didn't want the reassessments. That's not anybody's fault but the citizens. So you guys can't have it both ways. We either want to see our city succeed and become a place, listen, right now, if you go on Realtor.com, I think there's only about 100 houses for sale, period, land, lot, houses, period. There used to be, give or take, 1,100, 500 to 1,100 houses for sale in the Niagara County area. Now there's 100. The price point for our homes is going up. You used to be able to get a house, like a piece of garbage house, you know, 12000 15000 Oh, no, honey, now they're up to 50 and 60000 and people know it. Okay, and people know it. Hold on to your properties. Do what you can for your properties, But please don't put somebody in office that's going to make your taxes go up for no reason so that it pads their pockets for them to do what they do so that they can go jump on their boat and you don't even own a car. You guys have to stop doing that. And then you want to say, oh, we need to elect people that look like us. Okay, but the people that look like us may have already had a criminal record because of the fact that they, they, something happened under a judge 10 years ago, 15 years ago almost, okay? If you want a candidate in office that looks like you, the process doesn't start because you wake up one day and then feel like, oh, you know what, I think I'm going to run for mayor. That's not how it works. That's absolutely not how it works. You have to already be out in the community being visible and have a track record of things that you have done before you decide you want to go run for mayor. Okay, because I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to vote for somebody just because they're black. I'm not. This is my city. This is where I live. This is where I will stay. So in closing, I'm going to leave you with that fabulous Jay-Z song that I left you with at church on Sunday. I didn't cuss as much, but I, just, I want you guys to stop being sheep. I want you guys to just because somebody bought some fish dinners or somebody, you know, showed up to your show or somebody showed up to your kid's recital and waved at you that you think that you should vote for that person because you don't know anything about them. It's very easy to just hit Google. You guys hit Google on everything else. So if all we have against Seth Picarillo is that one woman says that there was some sort of shady dealings going on and he didn't even like the woman enough to want to give her the house, Seth is about business. Seth is about pushing the city forward. Seth is about his track record. And the minute that that whole situation came out with the Memorial Parkway incident, they put the blame on him when really you should be blaming the citizens on that street because you guys are the one that said that she was the better candidate than the investor that wanted to come up on the street. And I said what I said because I was physically there. So guys I'm going to leave you with this jay this J Z Bob. Politics as usual. And guys make sure you turn into tune into church this Sunday. I'm going to try to get uh our sermon going on sunday i really am but if i don't forgive me because then i'll do a tell the truth tuesday on wednesday but i am going to be having my laptop everywhere i go and i will be mobile so i am going to try to do a slight church on sunday but guys thank you so much for listening this isn't about slander. if you have to slander somebody whether you're not in a relationship with them anymore or to win a campaign that's not the type of person that i would want to jump into bed with and do business or to run my city you know how we do, Rockefeller, forever. You can catch me, skating through your town, putting it down, y'all relating, no waiting, I'll make your block red hot, I'm like Satan. Y'all feel a nigga struggle, y'all think a nigga little, hustle behind the wheel, trying to escape my trouble, can't stop greeting me. I'm talking sweet to cheese, cursing the very God that bought this wreath to be. My life is based on sacrifices, Jews like ISIS, and fools that think I you fuck around. You get your guys hit, they built me to be filthy on to my do-or-die shit. For real, the price of leather got me deeper than ever, and just think when this here, I'm trying to fill me, nigga. Politics is usual. took my Frito to Tito in the district, Bless me with some BS, somethings I could live with, stop fronting, and for the dough I raise, gotta get shit appraised, no disrespect to you, make sure your word is true, I'm taking wages down in Vegas just in case, I okay. have a major night off, that's clean money, the tax right off, you ain't seen money in your life, when it comes to this cheese, y'all like me. Blind I'm smoking bros, and punk Willie? I expose the furbish, yeah. you chilies, bend the poker nose. My holy polio reads, lead to Don Corleone, nigga, please. 10 years fairly on, heavy on the wrist. I face you with the diamond, blooded hey, Susan, blind your face, shoes. for life, shrive, jigger, I keep it tight. Politics this usual. You feel my triumph never. Feel my pain, I'm lying. Low in the leather zion. The best is ever changed. The game changes like My mind just ain't right. We want get this dope. I guess it ain't so night. Nice. Sucking me in like a vacuum. I remember telling my family I'll be back soon. That was December. 85 and Jay-Z 10. yeah, say they got me wide, still can't break my underworld top. I wear black a lot in the act, act a lot, got matching BCRs, a huge Magnavox 10-inch green like spinach, pop ones that spinach, it's a lot of big money in my sentence hitting towards a mill, lift up, Written I kill like that chick, baby, one two cat yeah, I do that, ain't no stopping the champagne from popping, the drawers from dropping, the law from watching, I hate them. Politics is usually well.